everyone and welcome back. I'm Jessica Landman and I am so excited to have a special guest with me today. I have my mom, Louise Anderson. I'm just delighted to be here. I've been asked to share my testimony of healing. I've done it many times before and I never get tired and I'm eager to share what the Lord did for me 45 years ago. Yes, so 45 years ago, my mom received a supernatural and unmistakable healing from from the Lord. And so I really wanted to sit down with you today because I really wanted the people out there listening to be encouraged because I know so many people are struggling with sickness, whether it's life-threatening or whether it's chronic illness. But I believe that our Lord heals still Amen. today. Yes, and he I does. feel like your testimony um, will encourage so many people. So before we really like dig in, I just kind of want to start and set the stage. Like, when and how did you know that you were sick? Like, what was the timetable? It was 45 years 40, ago. Yes. So, um, wanted to share a little bit about that. Okay. Well, 1976, I gave birth to a precious little girl, Jessica. I had already a son, Kip, who was two, and uh, everything just seemed lovely. We were rejoicing. And uh, I started to get chest pains. Uh, my husband was away on business, and I had very strong chest pains, not like a heart attack. I couldn't take a deep breath. Well, we'll just move on to going to the hospital. Uh, my husband flew home from Illinois, mm -hmm. uh, Decatur, Illinois, and uh, I was in hospital and the doctor spoke to him and I was not in good shape. My heart had enlarged to two and a half times its size. Mm. Uh, I was uh, then put into ICU and I was watched very carefully. And from what I understand, I was never told the extent of how bad my sickness was. Uh, my husband knew. Uh, I believe my parents knew, but they didn't tell me. And the diagnosis was myocarditis. Myocarditis, which is inflammation of the heart muscle. Okay. And uh, a little sideline, uh, when I had gone to the ER the very first time, and, and this is just amazing how the Lord intervened, uh, I had a... Uh, I went in and I had a chest x-ray mm -hmm. and the doctor at that time seemed to miss it. The ER doctor kind of missed it, right. sent me home with pain meds and I thought that it, my, my chest pains were anxiety and stress of having two children and by the and sent me home but by the grace of God a cardiologist happened the next morning and there's there's no coincidences with right. the Lord my x-ray of my heart was up on the uh, x-ray screen and the doctor uh, looked at it and said who, where is this person? And they said, we sent her home. And he said, now this is a very well-known cardiologist said, I never saw a heart that mm. big. So I was sent home and then they called me to come back right away. I was doing well. And that's when I relapsed uh, back in September. And that's when Cliff came back and uh, I was seriously ill. And uh, I was then giving very, very high dosages of prednisone to my later realized that was just buying me time mm. because my heart, I had fluid on the heart. They would put big needles in my back and they would drain the fluid off my heart. My heart was pushing on my lungs. I could never take a deep breath. I could not lay back. I could not lean forward. And finally, like I says, I was sent home, high dosages of prednisone, right. and uh, 
Yeah. It was a very so, bad several months after now, that. Myocarditis obviously was something that was not really curable back then, no, right? It no. was and so how did you you were how old? 25? I was I was uh, 25 years old. Yeah. And like I said, everything was wonderful. I just had a new baby and a new house. Right. And I was and then this just came out of nowhere. So 25 years old, um, a, a prognosis that was not good. I mean, did they give you a timetable? Did they had they gave my they told my husband I had six months That's to what live I thought. six months to live. And your faith, I know you were a believer in Jesus. But how did you deal with that? I mean, as a 25 year old new mom with um, two kids at home, a husband, a house, and then being kind of said, that's pretty much it. Like in your faith was, was minuscule at the time, right? I mean, it, you, knew, it, you knew Jesus yes, for I, sure, but yeah. you weren't, you know, you weren't really. I, I didn't know the power of the word mm -hmm. of God. And that was amazing. I was brought up Catholic. I was brought up to love the Lord and be faithful to him. So it was just that mustard seed of faith. Mm. I had a mom who had tremendous faith. Uh, like I said, no one ever actually told me I had six okay. months to live, but, but I knew things were rough because I would, I became uh, so addicted to the prednisone that they, I was on very high dosages. I, be, I developed a cortisone moon face, right. the very round yeah. face, couldn't eat certain foods. I couldn't, I could not care for my children. I praise God for my husband, uh, my mom, my in-laws yeah. uh, who came down to help me. But um, no, I didn't know the prognosis, but I talk about the faith. I would sit there uh, during the day and um, my son would be taking a nap and my mom would be holding you. You were just a few weeks old. Right. And I would look at her and I would go, mom, I'm going to die. And she said, no, you're not. So your mom's faith. She said, no, you're not. Mm. And interesting. And when I look back in retrospect, my sister had had friends that were born again Christians, you know, mm -hmm. and I had accepted the Lord, but I didn't know all the, the lingo and the terminology, right. but I had. And my sister said, did you know somebody was watching this Christian TV program? Right. And I went, really? And he goes, yes. And somebody had a word of knowledge. I figured, Ooh, what is that? What's a word <laughs> of knowledge? I had no idea what that was. He goes, and they said that there was a young woman dying in the hospital with two little children from a heart issue. And I went, and God was going to heal her. And I went, okay. So you That's latched all. on to that. I latched faith. on to that. And my mother's strong faith and my husband never wavering. And, um, and the next couple of months were rough months. So how long were you actually sick before you received your healing? I don't want to jump ahead to yeah. the healing yet. So was it about a, a year long? No, 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 not at all. You were born July 26. Mm -hmm. I got ill, uh, mid August. Yeah. Um, I, I was then put on the high dose of prednisone, and then they started to cut me back. Okay. I could not take the cut of the prednisone. Every time I cut the dose of prednisone, my heart would enlarge. So uh, it was September. I was back on the high dose, and I was feeling good. Prednisone, praise God. God works for, through medicine. For sure. And for um, sure. It worked and I was feeling good. I was up. I was exercising and dieting, you know, getting mm -hmm. back in shape. And that's when my husband was away. And it was September that I relapsed very bad and it didn't look like was things were going well. And it was months I went, 
up and down with prednisone dosage. The doctors tried so hard to get me off the medication. Mm -hmm. I was in and out of the emergency room all the time. And it wasn't until the end of February, I went through several months with pneumonia. I would develop pneumonia. So let's, I guess, talk now then about the healing, the actual healing. So some people receive um, a progressive healing where we pray and then the healing manifests over time. Other people have an instantaneous healing where you lay hands on them or they receive something from God in their prayer time and then they're immediately healed with no residual effects ever again. So talk to me a little bit about your healing and what that looked like. I, I mean, I know you said February was a really bad time. And is that when it all sort of, yes, that's when, that's when things got uh, the end of January, beginning of February, things got very bad. Like I says, I was up and down on the prednisone, right? Uh, Christmas was rough. I was, I was kind of like a lot of people knew about me. It was everybody. There's this young woman. She's 25 years old with two little kids. It was, it was pretty, but I tell you, I had, I had people surrounded me with such faith. My husband, who never wavered, if I called him, he was home in 10 minutes. He was with me and my mom, my dad, everybody was very faithful. But it was those months were rough. They were rough months. Yeah. So... Um, tell me about, I guess, the encounter. That's really this the big... Is, this, uh, is, this is the big part. Well, it was that winter. It was 1977, and it was a bitter, bitter winter. Um, we were watching TV. We had gone to bed that night, and I asked my husband to help me that I wanted to say goodnight to the kids. I I was so weak, I couldn't even lift a plate or a cup, how weak I was. I couldn't, I could barely, I held you your first two weeks, I hardly held you. They would put you in my arms. I, I was so weak, and I asked my husband, would you please help me? I want to say goodnight to the kids. And he... Um, he walked me into your room and I leaned over. I could picture it like it was 10 minutes ago. And I, you were in your crib and I kissed Kippy goodnight and I kissed you goodnight. It was almost as if I was saying goodbye. And I uh, went back to bed. And as I lie in bed, he fell asleep and I was just laying there. And as I was laying there, I realized I wasn't in bed anymore. And I looked and I looked down, I was out of my body. And I went, oh my God, what's going on? And I looked down and I saw myself in the bed with my husband next to me, but I was just laying there and I went, what? I I had never heard anything like that. And I cried out to the Lord. I says, God, just let me live long enough to put my kids on a school bus because these are such formative years. I says, please, God, let me just live long enough. And just a little side note about that. At that time, we lived in Bridgeport. We had just built a two-family house and our neighborhood, kids didn't take a school bus. And so God put, kids walked to school because we were so close. And it was amazing that the Lord put those words. And soon as I said that, I was back in my body, woke my husband up. Of course, of course. I said, you, <laughs> I can don't, only imagine. you don't know what happened. He called the doctors. Next thing I know, they're talking heart transplant, 
understand, 1977, they were not that common. They were talking about sending me to Phoenix, possibly, or Denver. Mm -hmm. And next year, I was in the car. My mom was at the house with my dad. And um, I was back in the hospital again. Okay. And because uh, they wanted to see, you know, what, how badly did I get? And at right. this point, I was still on a high dosage of prednisone, right. very high dose. Okay. So, all right, so you no, that's okay. Uh, Obviously, you know, when God does something, the miracle that he does, it still touches us and it should never lose its power. It should never lose our, um, our appreciation for all that he's done. Right. So, um, and for you, I know like when you talk about it, it brings you right back to that moment again. Right. So you're in the hospital again. And well, let me give you a little bit, a little bit of backstory there. Interestingly enough, this is how the enemy works. Um, I was back in the hospital and my dad and mom, praise God, wonderful, did everything yeah. they could to help us. And my father was doing something for us. I don't know what he was. And he slipped and he broke his leg. He was in the hospital and we owned a two family house. And I believe our tenants had just moved out or something. So like, I'm going, oh my God, what's going on? But here. I am. I was in St. Vincent's Medical Center. It was the winter of 1977, bitter cold. And um, they put me, this time I was in coronary care unit. Okay. And so the doctors came in. God had given like me. Like an ICU coronary Yeah, coronary care, care unit yeah, is yeah. for is ICU for heart okay, patients. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. And uh, we had switched um, doctors. We had a new cardiologist, but I had my regular internist. And I, th they say the biggest problem was they couldn't really check my heart as much because the prednisone was masking symptoms. So they told me that they were going to pull me cold turkey off the prednisone. Now, if any, understand, I was yeah. on 100 milligrams every other day or 80 milligrams a day for months and months. You, when you go off prednisone, oh, they have to cut you off 10 milligrams. I couldn't get caught up. I mean, even if you have poison ivy and they give right. you a dose pack, pack, you've got to go like 30, 24, 20, absolutely. 18. So, so I you, can't imagine going but from... going off from 100 every other day or 80, and they says, we're going to cut you in two doses. And they told me I might, I might go into heart failure. And of course, here I am. Now I, th I think I'm young girl, and I'm thinking, oh, and I'm in this coronary care unit. Mm -hmm. And they spoke to my husband, and they says, "Go home." Right? They said my husband is sitting in the audience there, mm -hmm. and he said the doctors told my husband to go home to rest. Don't worry. And they rolled the code ninety nine cart right into my unit. So that wasn't particularly encouraging. No, not at all. I can't. Imagine. And so here I was lying in bed, and I'm thinking, what's going to happen? And I was hearing music, and I figured, oh my God, I must be going crazy. <laughs> I was hearing songs. I was hearing things. I says, what's going on with me? I mean, I thought, I, I mean, even as sick as I was, I thought I was pretty sharp. And then I heard, I, I don't remember exactly what bed I was in. Let's just assume I was in bed five. And they said, I heard on the thing, code 99, bed six. And my doors bursted open. They pulled the cart and I hear them in the next room working on another patient. Now, I was a young girl. All these people were quite elderly. Yeah. And I hear them and I went, oh, God. And then I don't know what happened. Uh, then they put the cart back in my unit and I hear code 99, bed 10, which was probably across from me. 
bursted open the doors, pulled the card out mm. again, started working on the patient. Then I hear them paging these these cardiac doctors and I'm thinking, you know, you hear these all these so everything happens in three. Am I the next one? I got real nervous. And then I remember the movie The Ten Commandments moved me. Uh when um when the angel of death went when the oh. people were in Goshen <laughs> like, the like an angel yeah, of death. I did. I thought her. there was a spirit yeah. of death creeping through CCU and I went, Oh no, oh no. And then I had sat there and now it's the middle of the night, and I wide awake. You couldn't knock me out for anything. No. And I look up, and there he was, Jesus. He was right at my door. Yeah. And, you know, you ever wonder if when you see Jesus face to face, what you're going to say? I hate to disappoint you what I said. I looked at him, and I went, oh, no, I wouldn't die last night, so he's coming to get me in person. <laughs> And he just, <laughs> I know, I said, oh, no. And he just stood there, and he just looked at me, and then he was gone. And I looked around, and I said, well, I'm still here. And um, shortly after, my regular doctor walked in. He sat on the bed. He listened to my heart. He's watching all my vitals. And he says, well, Louise, uh, you're not out of the woods yet, but I'm going to put you, take you out of CCU. And I'm going to put you in post-CCU. And I went, okay. I figured, that's good. I didn't that's die. Good, I'm here. Sure. I'm here. I'm not dead. Everybody's I'm f touching myself. I'm here. I'm good. And so I was in CCU, uh, post-CCU. And then uh, they told me, uh, I'm now I'm going to have uh, heart catheterization. I figured, oh, gee, what's, what's heart catheterization? And they told me they wanted to biopsy my heart. So uh, the next day, I was able to get off that the cortisone, the prednisone in mm -hmm. two cuts. I did not have a reaction, which is a miracle all by itself. For sure. I mean, that in itself. And so I did, they, I had signed all the paperwork and everything because they literally, this wasn't just shooting die. They actually had to enter the chest cavity and actually right, snip right. biopsy my heart. They literally snipped my heart. And uh, I went in and I, and I'm all, gowned up and everything. I'm looking up and I hear, you know, doors opening and I hear people walking back and forth. And I look up and the doctor, very kind, he said, Cliff, come on in. Yeah. And my husband, he was a young guy too. Yeah. And they gowned him up. And of course he stood right next to me. He never left my side ever. He stood right next to me. Of course, he being an engineer, he had to look at everything and watch everything. <laughs> sure. They took, they went in, they had a hard time doing the catheterization, but I did. It was supposed to be 20 minutes and it took four hours. Yeah. And yeah. And they ended up, they took, I got the results. They came in and they said, well, uh, the, are, the small arteries right across your heart are totally inflamed. And yeah, you do. Yes, you do have myocarditis and um, we don't know why you're here, basically. I went, okay. And then I'm off the prednisone and I'm thinking, 
they're going to send me home pretty soon. And I feel good. The pain had pretty much diminished. And I got to tell you this, and I won't name names, but I could tell you how the enemy works. One of my biggest problems was getting off that prednisone. And in the middle of the, the one, a, a resident had walked in and had said, doctor, such and such, why don't you just give her a maintenance dose of prednisone? Mm -hmm. And he said, no, absolutely not. She's stable. She's off the medication. Do not give her anything. And that was the end of it. <clears throat> I just happened to wake up in the middle of the night and there was this resident with a nurse starting to put this prednisone in my IV. And I'll tell you, I said, what are you doing? I said, you stop right now. You don't do it. My cardiologist said, no, you don't do it. And he was very nasty and said, what do you do? Want to die? And I said, you're out of here. I right. called and I never got the prednisone. I got sent home and every single day I got stronger and stronger. I could take a deep breath. I know it's such a silly thing to say, but I could never go <gasps> without pain. excruciating pain. Uh, after a month, my mom uh, went back to the house and she I was able to take care of you. I was able to drive, but the doctors were still watching me and they sent me to uh, Beth Israel Hospital in uh, Boston and one of very, very well-known cardiologists, renowned card was a Dr. Walter Abelman. And I understand he just died only 10 years ago. And he, we got an appointment with him, which yeah. was remarkable because you couldn't get him. He, my case was so unusual mm -hmm. and he, he took all my tests. I had all my films and he sat there and at that time you could smoke and he had a pipe in no. his mouth <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, Louise, the heart in your chest is not the heart on these films. You should have scar tissue. There's no scar tissue. Oh, he goes, go home. You're fine. And I praise God. And I, I want to just say in conclusion of this testimony, and that, that was the end of, I think that was 78 now at this time. And I remember we had now moved yeah. and we moved to Oxford. And um, when I prayed and I asked the Lord, I says, Lord, let me live long enough to put my children on a school bus. In in Oxford, you had to take a school bus. And I don't know. Yep, you brought pictures, which I, I love. I have pictures here that I use her. I don't know Let's if you see. could see them, but that's your brother, Kip. And that's you. That's Their me, guys. first it's day of school. Fan, but that's me, don't Aren't I cute? Yeah, <laughs> that was first her day first day of school. And my brother. And that was uh, 79 and 81, respectively. And I'm still doing fine. But look at how wonderful our Jesus is. Because this is another picture here. Many years later, here is my precious grandson, Brett, that I put on the school bus. These are and, my guys. And that's Jenna, my other granddaughter. God allowed me to put her on the school bus. And over here, I have <laughs> my grandson, Jacob. God let me put that grandson on the school bus. And 
let's not forget the young one now who was 16 years old. This is my granddaughter, Rebecca. And God is so faithful. And I have a, a saying because he's so gracious. He says, this is mine. It's not scriptural, but it's the word according to Louise. And he says, you ask God for an apple and he'll give you the entire orchard. And right now I'm believing God. I'm going to be at the house when my grandchildren are putting their kids on the school bus. Praise and God. I want that picture too. Amen. Amen. Oh, wonderful testimony. But so there's a lot of women or men who are listening out there right now who are maybe facing um, a life or death situation and desperately need God to show up. I mean, I have a few people in my life that I am praying for a supernatural touch and I've encouraged them with your testimony, which is one of the reasons why I wanted you to be here today, because I feel like there's something that happens to our faith because God is the same. So Jesus is the same way that the scripture says in Hebrews yesterday, today, and forever. So if he did it for you, he will do it for them. Yes. So what do you say to the person listening today who is, um, who is desperate for that healing that is holding on literally to the hem of the garment of Jesus begging for that healing or maybe somebody who's not necessarily going to um you know it's not a life or death situation but they have chronic illness what would you say to that person well understand if you listen to my testimony all as much as I was a believer I really only had that mustard seed faith and right now I'd like to pray that you get more than a mustard seed of faith because that's all God required just to believe he is amen. so faithful his word is yay and amen yes. when he says in in Isaiah when it says by Jesus's stripes we are healed call out to him he wants to heal you he loves you amen and don't be discouraged. Say, Lord, you did it for her. You could do it for me. Would you actually, like, yeah. I'd rather, let's just do it right now. Would you yeah, pray for I all would. those listening that are in need of a healing? Yes. We can come together and pray for you right now. Lord, I just lift up these yes, people Jesus. that are in desperate need of a healing. And we come to you right now in agreement, Father God, yes, Father. that you would touch them, Lord. You were so gracious mm -hmm. and so merciful to me, yes, Father Jesus. God. I pray that you show that same grace, that same mercy, that same healing power upon all those that hear this testimony, Father. I pray renewal. I pray deliverance. I pray healing. I pray, Father God, strengthen the body. I pray healing in that body. I come against every spirit of infirmity yes, over these people right now in Jesus' name. And I command it, loosen its hold off of God's property. And I pray, Holy Spirit, bring your healing power with might, love, and glory. Touch them, Father God. Mm -hmm. Strengthen their faith, O oh God. And I pray, raise up testimonies that you would be glorified in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Well, ladies, I hope that my mom's um, testimony has encouraged you today. God still heals. I don't care what the doctor has told you. I don't care what your prognosis is. God has the final word. The enemy would love, would absolutely love for you to believe that it is over and that there is no hope left. But with Jesus, there is 
always hope left. And I encourage you to, to listen to this testimony again and again, if it increases your faith, go in your Bible and look up all the scriptures on healing, look them up, memorize them, meditate on them, claim them for your own life, apply them and believe, because I believe that, um, that just today that there are many out there who are listening that are going to receive that healing. And we're believing we're standing with you. If you need prayer, please send us a message, comment below, and we will pray for you. We will yes. stand in agreement with you because we believe that God has the final word and that you will receive your healing. So mom, thank you again oh, for coming so... on. I appreciate you being here. It's such a powerful testimony. Obviously I was an infant when that was going on, but it has really shaped my faith knowing what God has done in your life and has led me to become a woman of faith because Amen. of his faithfulness Amen. to you. Amen. So ladies, if you love what you heard today, like and subscribe for more content. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.